glory light on a level like a bevel with a high-pitched treble called a silver trumpet and a golden nugget to get you through it before you even started. Holy! He knew what he was doing and he will continue the good work until it is completely accomplished in you. not about you. It's about the Father using you. And then we don't take it personally because we're the servants of God, the branch of the Almighty. You take things personally, you get offended. Walk in pride when this is about you in some way. Your existence on this planet is how you can even serve God by yielding to the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. The only serving of the living God is by the gift of God, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the gift of the Father, it is written. So right now, as everyone tunes in and raptures and just chills out, without a doubt and without a pout, but with a great big Holy Ghost shout, we give our vessels fresh and anew in a marriage covenant in you to the Lord Jesus Christ in a rededication without the black earth, without the black moon, and without the black sun in everyone, in all the RLM tribe, a new beginnings. How many times have you seen 88888? once. I've only seen it once in my life. And it was this month. Five eights. Universal new beginnings. And it's truly happening right now. It'll happen in you. It'll happen with you. It'll happen through you. And you don't have to help the Holy Spirit. The works of the Father are by the Spirit of the Father, the gift of the Father. And we'll be getting into that so we don't get fat and lazy and serve a demon God instead of Father God. Because everyone has an ignorance, serve Nimrod and built the table, the Tower of Babel. I can feel it in this place. Opposing me. Through entities.
that are just oblivious. They don't even mean to sin, but it's a DNA thing. The brain is usually completely ignorant, and that's why there's forgiveness of sins. Adam and Eve didn't even know they were sinning. Well, the Bible says Adam did, but he didn't really know. Afterwards, they sought repentance, and they couldn't get back into the glory. That's why your race, called the human race, is redeemable and forgivable, but Satan and his angels are not. Because we still sin in ignorance, perishing for lack of knowledge. They don't sin in ignorance. They know exactly what they're doing, and they're doing it through you. It's not someone else. It's always us in Christ. It's not them. We're not hypocrites. We're not religious people. We're scapegoats. We're Christians. We have crosses. We die on them for the sins of others every day. So we don't play the blame game of hypocrisy and all the deceptions of the fallen angels. That's always someone else when you're in pride. It's never me. It's always he or she. That's what the seed of Cain, the evil one, is. And it's usually most in the leaders. Because the leaders get all kinds of knowledge. They spend so much time in the Bible. They're pressing in, they're praying, they're fasting, they're seeking God. But if it's still terrestrial, if it's still under the sun, I tell you what, it's still darkness. They still decay. They still sin. They still die. They still do not demonstrate the resurrection because of moving laterally instead of vertically. Practicing the presence of God is not for flateral, lateral works. The works of the Father are vertical. That's why the Bible commands you, resurrect and ascend. I am the sheep gate to the Father. Capernaum, will you be lifted up? Will you go up? If I be lifted up, I will draw all men to myself, Jesus Christ said. If you don't go up, you just stay on the earth. That's what the curse of the fall of religion is, no matter what teacher you listen to. You could listen to Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago, and it would not help you at all unless you went up with him. Ask John and the three Marys at Calvary. Everyone else was accursed and scattered with fallen angels. Strike the shepherd, and the sheep are scattered. Even the great apostle Peter denied him three times. Hello? Unless you climb and go up, it's all Satan. So, in the days ahead, make sure you're ascending in what you're learning. Not into the black sun, not into the black moon, not into shadows and demon gods. You'll always know by the fruit. Test every spirit to see if it's from God. Amen, they have no problem testing me. But I, you need to test whatever voice you're listening to in your head that's directing the courses of your life. And you can say it's me, but you got your own voices. You got your own angels, and you got your own demons. And you got your own junk and secret stuff you don't tell anyone. God still loves you, but you need to clear up your own house to hear clearly from God. 
it was the Israelites job that their tents be clean on the inside in order to take the promised land. And if there was hidden idolatry, demon gods inside their tents, Bible says they were taken outside the camp and stoned to death. And we say, oh, I'm under grace. Well, have you looked around amongst those under grace? They're poor, sick, miserable, having the most problems, paranoia, fearful of any people on the planet. Under grace is not a license to say under the sun. It's to use the energy of grace to go above the sun. It is written, the angel standing on the sun. What do you think an overcomer is? You're overcoming natural light. You're overcoming black light. Angels of light that uh, save you. That you have not yet actually overcome. And that's why your life is like a garbage heap, many of you, instead of like the royal palace, but yet you call yourselves the royal offspring of the living God, and you are in spirit, but the fact is, Christians in soul and in mind and in body and in the natural realm are not. They're not the ruling class of any government on the planet of any economy, of any military on earth right now in the whole world. It's all just fantasy. It's all just theology. In order to make it practical and real, there must be an actual ascension. There must be baptisms, Hebrews 6, laying on of hands, and let the hand of God be laid upon you, which is the fresh oil of the Holy Ghost. And there must be the resurrection from the dead. These three things, Apostle Paul says, you need in Hebrews 6 in order to begin practicing righteousness if God permits. Which means just because you have all that stuff, like the rich young ruler, oh, I'll check box that, check, 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 yeah, I did a two month internship, I did all this stuff. No, God has to permit. You will have a God test to see if your heart is pure, to test the thoughts and intentions of your spirit, to test the thoughts and intentions of your soul, to test the thoughts and intentions of your mind, and to test the thoughts and intentions of your flesh. Because your flesh is your temple, it's not an animal. It's an animal that's been slain, so you're not in animal form. You're not just mean to animals. You know, those people go to jail and get fined if you're mean to animals. Look at Jeffrey Dahmer decapitating cats, putting them on stakes. Evidence that he was evil. He's mean to animals. You can never trust anyone mean to animals. Your body is also an animal until it goes to the altar. Which means anyone that doesn't love their neighbor has no evidence that God's in them whatsoever. Just because you have revelation doesn't mean you love or are in right standing with God. Just because you have signs and wonders doesn't mean you love or are in right standing with God. The evidence that you're in right standing with God is that you love others more highly than yourself and become the servant of all, considering others more highly than yourself, it is written. There is no greater love than laying your life down for your friends. And you are my friends if you obey my commandments. It is written, Jesus Christ, red letters. Come on. Come on. Let the sword of the lightnings of God deliver you from Satan and his angels today in any shadow form of religion, poverty, perversion, idolatry, sexual morality, wizardry, occult, necromancy, 
anything of Satan and his angels in your spirit, soul, mind, and flesh. There is a lightning staff of the tree of life tossed into the waters of your heart to make what is bitter sweet. Amen. To completely glorify your spirit, Moses threw wood into a pond that was bitter that had death in it. What did Elijah say? There's death in the pot. There's death in the pot. That's why we hate marijuana, amen? I love that verse. Well, there was death in the water. The water represents the human spirit. Every single human spirit. Eight billion human spirits on this planet right now. And unless you throw the staff of righteousness into their spirit, many of them will never make it because the leaders have to lead. And if the apostles and prophets get turned by the demon gods, everyone dies. That's why they always attack the leaders. That's why the demons always attack you because you are great leaders. If you stay humble, if you stay meek, if you stay in the river and drink in the oil and drink in the wine and bearing fruit, fruit that lasts, staying attached to the wine vine in the Garden of Eden, guess what? You'll bear fruit that lasts and you will make it through and you will slaughter all the demons that have opposed Christ in your spirit. We take it personal, we think it's about us. They oppose me because I'm so called, I'm so anointed. They oppose you because you might have realized the glory. You might know the greater one in you. You might hate he who's in the world, Satan and his angels, which is considered righteousness to hate wickedness. You don't hate humans. You don't hate souls. It's like hating your harvest. It's like hating finances. Harvest refers to abundance. Do you hate abundance? Do you hate freedom? Do you hate prosperity? Some people actually do. You see it around here. They teach some of that stuff in Antichrist religion to hate harvest. Harvest was the reference to a farming community called the Old Testament, which was their livelihood for any finances in their bank accounts. You hate harvest. You hate abundance. Are you married to poverty? Are you married to Satan still in whole areas of your flesh and bones and marrow and DNA in your brain and your heart? You gotta divorce the devil. Which means you have to change your mental attitude about whole constructs of thinking called tear down strongholds. Y'all got strongholds. Some of you more than others. Especially the ones that think they don't have any. You have the most. Now that you say you see, you're actually blind, Jesus Christ said. That's why you always are examining yourself to see if you're in the faith, it is written. Which means I judge myself in his light first. I'll tell you, just to demonstrate humility, to pass it on to you today, I'm driving my car to the P.O. box. I haven't been to the P.O. box in three weeks, so I'm going to check the mail. 
As I'm driving, I see a black seraphim come out of the hood of my car and eat the car next to me in real-time open vision. I said, oh man, I'm walking in some new righteousness. That must be the white sun and the white earth. Man, I'm really, I'm in the black castle of the onyx stone of the high priest ephod. It was a demon. It was a demon, a black seraphim. Because I noticed a, a hardness on my face, an aggressiveness, like a bull. That's aggressive in male culture. You know how we are. Hunters, like, always dominant. I know none of you, but you, none of you are competitive. You're all perfect, but some people butt heads with each other. It's called male pride. And I know you guys don't have any, but God's still working on me. And this black seraphim came out of the hood of my car and ate my neighbor. As the king of the highway, king of the road. That's right. As a servant of God, all I've gone through, I should own these highways. Revving my engine up, letting them hear the blast of my V8. Eight for the new beginnings because I'm a prophet of God. And they should bow to the prophet of God. No, you need to humble yourself, prophet, lest you become a Balaam, a Beor which is a false prophet, even though you walked in the true prophet. You know, the Bible says, make sure you stay unless you fall. You can fall at any level in this life. That's why you always judge yourself the most strictly and not apply it to others. Because I've done that before and it's always Satan. And that's how you always go astray in pride. Pride's what blinds. Pride's the black sun. Pride's the black moon. Pride's the black earth. That's what walking with the fallen angels is, is practicing pride. The meek inherit the earth because they practice humility. They practice the cross towards themselves first. Amen? Well, hallelujah. I'm glad one of you gets it. Because we are one. <laughs> Hear, O Israel, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And we are one in the sun. About to have some fun. Like a son of a gun. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. There's a stillness. Be still and know that He is God. Y'all about to get burned up with the Father. I know... Christians don't know him as well as they think they do. Bobby Connor calls it too familiar with a God they barely know. That's us. That ain't them, that's us. You're familiar. It doesn't mean you need to be in cringing fear. It doesn't mean you need to shake. It means that there needs to be a greater humility. We need much greater humility in the RLM tribe. Our callings are great. Yeah, they are. Some of the highest callings I've ever seen as a seer are around here. They're not all here, but some of them are. And they are great callings. And we have great helpers from all over the planet to help us in our callings, even from other tribes to step in this season to help everyone, to help you follow through and never be blue because his promises are true to you in the midst of the storm. Bill Johnson watched a little clip someone shared in the Facebook group today. Bill Johnson talking about 
You're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. None of this sin was meant to be for your life, but because you're in the fall, you're going to go through it. You're not going to go around it, and you don't make excuses for it. You're going to go through it, and God had an answer before for you before you had a question. You're dealing with total fallen chaos down here, and the only order in this universe is Christ in your spiritual stomach. That's why it says, go and make disciples of nations. That ain't them. That's you and I. Most of the great prophets are dead. There's a couple still alive of the previous generation of the Kansas City prophets are dead, except for like one. Actually, I think they're all dead now. And only their sons are alive. Which means, ain't nobody gonna do it if we don't. But God will do it through you. God will do it through you, the Father. Not the Father you've been having with all that bad fruit. The Father of glory. The one we barely know, but are about to in a major way as you ascend through the sheep gate, which is your own personal cross. Because you don't really have another choice. Everything else down here is marked for slaughter. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth, which means if you stay lateral, flateral, earthly in your spirituality, you will die with the fallen angels. You will not make it. And you're having a hard time because you're not ascending to the Father. Heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool, it is written. The foundation of my throne, it is written, is righteousness and justice. Where is that? Right above the skyline, right above the moon, right above the sun. How do I get there? By obedience to the Holy Ghost. By loyalty, faithfulness. By following the spirit of truth into all truth, Jesus Christ said, you will have another savior. I'm not your only Savior, Jesus said. It's written in John 15, John 14. The Holy Spirit is your other Savior. Unless you follow Him with your spirit and your soul and your mind and your body, you're not going to make it. In this world, you're going to have troubles. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world, which means you can rejoice along the way. You can be refreshed. Don't ever stop drinking along the way. But your cup will change. And a lot of your cups have mixture in it from demons. Altars of demons in the celestial realm and the black sun. That's why your life doesn't have true prosperity in it. And why there isn't the breakthroughs you think you deserve. But as you drink the cup of the Lamb and truly ascend in the way of the Lord, 1 John says, those that are true and faithful will walk in the same exact path and lifestyle and character quality and value system and actions will have the same works as Jesus Christ. Anything less than that is living below God's standard for your life. Your, your standard is Christ in you, not you in you, not me in you, not the apostolic in you, not the prophetic in you, the Lord Jesus Christ, maker of heaven and earth in you is the standard and you can yield to that standard and rise from the dead. And only in the resurrection from the dead is there even a chance to begin practicing 
the powers of the age to come, the secrets of righteousness, of the celestial cosmic tree of life, of the two-thirds stars that are really one-once stars because the other ones aren't even there. They all were sent down to the earth if you read the Bible. Two-thirds stars, no, it's one-one stars because they all obey their orbit. The only of the fallen stars are on earth. That's what the Bible says. So if you ascend, all you're left with is the righteousness of his throne in the heavenly realm. You need to look at Akiana's painting of Jesus at age 23. Where is he? In the cosmos. The whole book of Colossians is dedicated to the cosmic Christ of Colossians in the Bible. Christ who fills the universe with his spirit. It is written. Greek word universe, cosmos. Galactic Christ. Guardians of the galaxy. Not under the sun, above the sun, angels standing on the sun, book of Revelation. It is written. You can't do it in animal form. You can do it by following and obeying the spirit of Jesus, though, easily. Meaning, if you walk by faith, not by sight, and get out of your head, into the glory realm, into the river realm, and start getting obedient, start getting sacrificial, start getting humble, start getting loving, soften your countenance, soften your heart, soften your mind from all the hardness of man's pride and get really crucified with Christ, no longer live. The life you live, you live by faith in the Son of God and letting his light shine all the time on the new wine. See, it don't end up like a apple rind thrown to the wayside. In Jesus' name. We're having a good time. This would be so much easier in the penthouse, but I'm doing it down here in the crack house. Because we're going to raise disciples in the midst of the issues that everyone has here. And there's a lot of them. It's pretty intense. <sighs> I'm just going to turn all this off real quick. And take your attention off of uh, righteousness and discipleship and the cross and the application of the cross and just put it on Kenya. And just stop thinking about yourself and just stop all of it and just shut it down. And just for 30 seconds, let's just be still. So, uh, 
as you can see I'm now in the inside where I've tried to uh, put so many metals for the reinforcement as you can see but the thing is as weak as you can see it so this is the center of the structure and as you can see I'll just roll the camera so the structure is falling on the right hand side as you can see it's falling it's falling it's really really weak and falling I've tried to put the metals for the reinforcement but it's like it's not working because it is so weak this is supposed to be the normal uh, appearance how it's supposed to be but as I roll the camera I roll the camera you see the structure is bending on the right hand side you see you see and the height is very 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 low very very low as you can see so uh it's just by the grace of god that no dangers have been reported so far but i'm really worried for the people and the assets in this place as you can see the place where the structure is uh is falling from there is a screen there, drum set, and a lot of things there that cost really much. So I've tried to put all these uh, pillars in the inside to reinforce the structure, but it doesn't really seem to work. It doesn't really uh, seem to work. So yeah, that is what's up. That is that is what's up. So very very low. So you can see the bend. Let me just try to roll the camera again. That is the center of the build, the structure. When I put the camera this way, you see the flatness. And when I put the camera this way, you see the structure is falling. Amen. So may God's will be done. Shaka. Amen. And so, there's a link in the description to raise the roof for Kenya, which will also raise the roof over your house. The apostolic doctrine in the book of Acts was, remember the poor. You'll have prosperity. The Bible promises prosperity when you remember the poor. It's an apostolic doctrine, and many of you have never practiced it before. Now is the opportunity. The whole roof is caving in of the fire base in our Nairobi headquarters of RLM Africa, and we have hired an architect to look at all of the pillars, the roofing. They're using big stones and boulders on the roof, but good news, when we launched the campaign on Sunday, I think five businessmen or four businessmen stepped up and have already met over half of our goal. And so we have our main RLM business partners have already met over half the goal. That means the other Gideons 300 that have given nothing have an opportunity to sow as well. It doesn't need to be a thousand dollars like our businessmen, it can be what you have. In honor and remembrance to the poor. And it's important that everyone gives something. It is. That's what, how they lived. If you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, even the poor gave to the poor in the gospel. You remember reading about that? The widow 
the old lady in her 80s that didn't have a job. Widows in that day were worse off than anything you can imagine in America. Anything you could imagine. We don't even have a grid for that level of poverty in our society. We don't. It doesn't exist in America. You'd have to go to the worst third world nations to even have a clue of how bad it was. There was no provision. There was nothing to take care of you except the temple. And it wasn't even promised to them. It had to be by the benevolence of the priests and the scribes and the Pharisees. And we all know how the Pharisees are. Hallelujah. But even the widow's might was honored and received by God as greater than the richest of the rich because she gave everything it is written she gave the last two mites that she had to feed her own mouth and she would die if she didn't eat that's why Jesus said her sacrifice was greater than all the other offerings because it was the last thing that she had to live on well, that's the truth anyhow. That's what Jesus stood at the temple watching what they gave. That's a scripture in the Bible that irritates people's demons big time, but people in the drunken glory, in true abundance and prosperity in the glory realm, love those verses because it challenges the devil and it challenges the darkness and it challenges the deception. And we need revelation of the prosperity of the Lamb of God. Not in laziness, not in slothfulness, but revelation in the prosperity of the works of the Father. Something that no Christians as a group have ever stepped into. We have the works of the Spirit, the works of the Lamb, the works of the Father, the works of righteousness. We haven't even been mature enough to walk in them yet in Christianity in 2,000 years. And when mystics would press into it, they'd usually be incarcerated or burned at the stake as witches. Like Teresa of Avila, like Jian Guyan. They all went to jail. They were all nearly killed by Christians in church history. There's never been a pioneer that wasn't persecuted in the history of the world. Not even just in religion or in spirituality, but in any industry, including business. That's why they have bad treatment in business oftentimes when you're following the Holy Ghost because you're pioneering something you're open something up for the posterity of your future children in the earth in the glory in the kingdom age and it's more than you it's not about you it's about those who come after you in Christ which is the whole planetary system in this generation because of the king and queen of Israel and the heavenly Sanhedrin that's going to be formed by the overcomers and the manifesting sons of God against all odds. Against all black earth and black moon and black sun. Against all Kabbalah and deep state. And all the Luciferian works of the warlock of religion and the warlock of politics and the warlock of finances and the warlock of war and the warlock of disease and all these areas of oppression that are causing people to cry out to God in their own way. 
You see some of these Gen Zers, they don't even have religion, so they can't bring a biblical complaint, but God is still hearing their cries under Luciferian oppression in a major way. They're doing G's with compasses, and they're doing illuminated pyramids on their forehead, and they're doing the Kabbalah, and they're looking at this green man's screaming out because of the oppression of Satan and his angels and that's their own unique way of expressing the tyranny upon their spirit souls minds and bodies and it's serious in God's eyes and God will liberate them whether through you or someone else they will be liberated the Holy Ghost means war and business against the devil if by the Spirit of God, we drive out demons, and the kingdom of heaven has come upon you. What was the sword in the hand of the Lord? Patty cake. Just be nice to everyone. Just tell them to get a job and pay their bills. Just stay clean. Don't be dirty. Go to temple. Do rituals. What was the sword of the Lord? The Holy Ghost that obliterated everything. Oh, everything. See, Holy Ghost is Lord. Holy Ghost is Lord. Just say it. Holy Ghost is Lord. Amen. The Holy Ghost is Lord. 2 Corinthians 3.18 The Holy Ghost is Lord. Amen. Why? Because he wants to raise up lords. You just hear that religious spirit. He's the only Lord. Antichrist, anti-Bible. Holy Ghost is not the only Lord. He's Lord of Lords. That's what the Bible teaches. His whole function down here is Father of your spirit and soul and mind and body. Because your body is the temple. And if you let the Holy Ghost be your master and Lord, and if you obey the Bible and you bear the fruits of the Bible in your spirit, the fruits of the Spirit, which is the Word of God mixed with faith and obedience, and elevations, glory to glory, which is elevations of obedience, not the obedience of last season, you're at a higher standard now. You've grown in Christ. Dimension to dimension. Glory to glory. And the cap is off the firmament, says the Lord. So everyone's without excuse. Those that grow laterally, they don't want God the Father. They don't like God the Father. They want to stay on the earth. They're scared of God the Father. Scared of punishment. Maybe they have conviction of past sin. Attempted murder. Which is only two crows. If you had three, it would be full-on murder. Just two whales. If you had three, it would be a full-on pod. Just two ducks in a row. If you had three, it'd be what the flock? Flock of ducks. That's probably wrong. Those with better reading, writing, and arithmetic, go ahead and send your rebuke to uh, Jake at redletterman.com. <laughs> Hallelujah. The rest of the white sun is what we're entering into, true righteousness. Before we get into that, I want to read to you, because I see we need to lay foundations of righteousness for the secrets of righteousness. 
which is Enoch, in which we have an RLM YouTube channel if you haven't read it before. Everyone here has read it hundreds of times. It's important, it's scripture. Get it in you and bear its fruit. It'll completely transform you. It's training in righteousness. It's the only thing that takes out the end times Kabbalah, your actual mortal enemy. Which is why the war is so intense, is because the enemy is in full maturity. In sorcery, potent sorcery, Babylon the Great, it is written. Christians are in diapers. And that's why it seems like such a fight and it's so hard and I just want to give up and people are just like throwing in the towel, waving the white flag and listen man, it's just all we need to do is mature in Christ. It's not complicated. You can do it. God created you for it. You will grow. You will have a maturity that you can't even imagine right now if you just stay in the river. Stay fertilized by the river of life and the seed of the word in your spiritual stomach and let God grow in your hearts. The morning star must rise in your heart, otherwise you'll be stuck under the curse your whole life, even as Christians, called the circumcision of heart. Just because you're born again doesn't mean you're saved of soul and flesh. I mean, what? how much salvation do you want? Salvation is in degrees of light, the Bible teaches. So is those soterias in ever-increasing glory, they're degrees of going from one degree of glory to a greater degree of glory, and the enemy has counterfeited it in the 33 degrees of Kabbalah of the Scottish Rite Freemason cult, called the Deep State, and that Luciferian bloodline of the 13 crown families of the Illuminati of Europe is already in full maturity. They're actually declining. I know their heyday was under Queen Elizabeth, and she's dead. And now Charles is on the throne, and they're remodeling Buckingham Palace, 350 million pounds for five years. Tell you the truth, Kabbalah's never been weaker. And righteousness has never been stronger, but we're still such infants in Christ, we don't even know what we have yet. It's like watching just 12-year-olds given the staff of the lightnings of the second heavens, of the stars of righteousness, of the celestial cosmic tree of life, and you don't know what you're doing with it, and you're just like throwing around the most powerful weapon in the universe, and just decimating darkness and shadows, and cables and cords, and highways and byways, and every thing of the enemy getting destroyed around you, and you don't even know how to use it yet. It's just, you got it. God gives power to those that are immature but are going to make it in the end because he sees the beginning from the end and the end from the beginning outside of time and space. So he's entrusting 12-year-old Davids with Goliath's sword and he used the sword to cut off Goliath's head. He's entrusting young men and women that have been faithful to age 12 in the spirit, age 12 of Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus was zero, then he was a one-celled organism in Mary's belly conceived of the Holy Ghost, but also of woman, born of woman, born in the flesh, but conceived of the Holy Ghost by the Virgin. And so he grew in wisdom and he grew in favor with God and man. And Jesus at 12 confounded the religious leaders at the temple. That's when you begin to operate at a more mature bar mitzvah, bath mitzvah level of maturity, which is the manhood, womanhood, in the Jewish religion, but you're not Jews, although you are the Israel of God. That Jewish religion is crucified with Christ. Now you're Christians, New Covenant, the fulfillment of the law. You're not Moses, 
You're Moses and the Lamb standing on Zion, Revelation 15. It's the culmination of the wisdom of the ages through Christ. The centerpiece of the universe and time and space is Jesus. Amen. He's your Lord. He's King of kings and Lord of lords, but he wants you to mature in lordship and kingship, which is the apostolic and the prophetic, and you can't have that at a terrestrial level. It has to be celestial. You can't stay on earth and grow flatterly and call yourself material. Never happen in 10 million years. You're actually rejecting in a false religious humility the ascension of the Psalms. The Psalms of the rising and the going up in the stairway to heaven, which ain't Led Zeppelin. Stairway to heaven, Jacob's ladder, is Jesus Christ in you. The hope of realizing the ladder in you. The cord of three strands in you, not easily broken in you. Which means if you stay eating the prophetic and apostolic food that is maturing you upward, vertically, above the moon, above the sun, into that cosmic celestial garments of Christ written in the Word, putting on the sun as her clothing, Revelation 12, wearing the stars as her crown, Revelation 12, 12 the number of government. So we have a counterfeit form of it in the realm of the natural. Moses ain't even there anymore. He's waiting on you to mature. It's true. The realm of the natural has the shadows of Moses ruling it in a counterfeit of the true celestial maturity that only Christians and obedient love slaves to Christ could ever obtain in a hundred million years. And not going to take that long. Because the day with the Lord was like a thousand years and a thousand years as a day it is written. Which means he can do an age in you in 24 hours outside of time and space. It's called the glory realm. And you have that realm in you called Christ in you. The hope of realizing the glory. And as soon as you get God inside minded and let him purge from you all idolatry and sexual immorality. All lustly eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. You will rise. And you will confront stuff and it will test you each degree and each level of rising of how high you want to go in Christ. And if you just want to stay on the earth, you can. It's a have to. It's a get to, not a have to. You don't have to rise. If you want to stay in the earth, if you just want to stay at that degree on the mountain, that elevation on the mountain, you can. No one's forcing you up the mountain. It's by the yielding of your will that you rise. But those who love him the most climbed up the mountain called Calvary and were right there at the cross. They were touching his feet as blood dripped down. Right there. With the Roman spear in his side, they were right there. The Pharisee was right there. Nicodemus wrapped him in spice, wrapped him in cloth, buried him, sealed him in the king's tomb. And he had a royal burial, it is written. They weren't far away, they weren't fishing, they weren't cowering. They weren't condemned out there, they weren't far, they were near. The ones that loved him rose up that hill. That hill is Calvary. If you love him, you rise. Those that say they love him but don't ascend are liars and thieves. They don't love him actually. They stay. They love themselves and their pretenders and apostates. Everyone that loves Jesus rises with Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it is written. Who loved him the most? The three Marys and John. 
That's John Company. That's Love Company. That's the Agape Company. That's the hundredfold realm. That's the throne room. That's the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. And you're meant to live there 24 7, 365. And we don't come down. We practice the crown. We never act like a clown. Amen. You take righteousness. The Bible says Job's rigid righteousness and some of you drunk flakes need this. Because you're drunk flakes. Your life is crap. You need rigid righteousness. It's like, oh, that's where I turn it off. Brandon's getting serious. No, you need to get the devil out of you. You're like 30-fold drunk and glory flakes. So many people. I've seen it 100,000 times. They think that they're justified by just having drunkenness or some kind of pseudo-joy. And your life is garbage living like a rat man. You need real righteousness and real wisdom. You don't even have it. You're like kids just living in a, a litter box. Amen. And Father loves you, so he's going to raise you up out of the litter box of childishness that is not childlikeness. It's childishness. Just because you have wine and oil doesn't mean you're mature. This means that you're saved. Welcome to fire insurance level. I'm glad that you're saved. But it, it's not the evidence of maturity. The evidence of maturity is celestial garments operating in love towards all human beings down below. Not to demons. Not to principalities. Not to the Egyptian gods and the gods of Sodom and the gods of Egypt where our Lord was crucified. That's immaturity. That's foolishness. That's the false prophet. False prophet uses all of those demons pretending to be angels of the kingdom of heaven. And you see that everywhere right now in earthly Christianity. Heavenly Christianity, being truly from above and not below, requires Christ of the cosmos. Re requires a celestial garment that Jesus wore represented in the seamless garment, which means there's no order broken amongst those paths of the stars of Enoch. A path of the lightnings of Enoch. They're not broken. Jesus said one greater than Solomon is here. But he didn't say one greater than Enoch because Enoch walked that path. Enoch was first king of kings and lord of lords in the book of Jasher. Then Jesus was king of kings and lord of lords in the New Testament. Enoch is not greater than Jesus, but Enoch came into full mature sonship and never died, it is written. Amen. That's what you must do too. And God will do it through you by simply believing this word and yielding to the word, the prophetic word, energizing your spirit. And then what do you do with all this energy? Now that I've just feasted on the feast table of the bridegroom's chambers at Joel's bar and my spirit is super energized that I'm understanding how to ascend and the, the white earth and the white moon and the white sun of Christ and his throne in those dimensions that belong to Jesus, Christ of the cosmos, who purchased back the universe from Satan at the cross and it is finished. He got it all back and he holds the keys and he sits on the thrones. He wears the crown. He has the staffs already and he wants to share them with you, co-heirs with Christ in those dimensions if you can come out of the shadows of sorcery, religion, stubbornness, and pride and no longer sin through pride, he will share those thrones, mantles, crowns, rings, scepters with you, and there are many. You read about nine of them in Revelation 2 and 3. 
And that was for the seven churches of Asia Minor, it says. What about the seven continents of earth? It's an expanding revelation. Everything God sows expands and grows. It's not stagnant. It's not dead letter. It's expanding, which means 2,000 years ago, if the red letters of Revelation 2 and 3 were sown into the 3 million people in those realms of Asia Minor, way less than that, but there's millions in those areas. It was a highly populated area, which means it's been expanding through man's spirit ever since. And man's mind is last to catch up. It's the concentration of the warfare. Joyce Meyer's Battlefield of the Mind. With the chess pieces moving around in there. It's all Kabbalah, black and white magic. You don't work on that dimension. You work in the glory dimension. In the victory of Christ in your spirit. And you wage the good Christian warfare against your own flesh, against your own heart and blood, and against your own mind. And He comes through victorious every time. Christ always leads us in triumphant procession, it is written. Which means if you're led by Christ, stick with Him. Stay loyal to the oil. Go internally. Stay in union with your husband king. And you will have the victory. It might take 40 years like Abraham and Sarah. There's no microwave instantaneous stuff, but you'd be surprised the more faithful and loyal you are to Christ and Him inside you. The crucified one to death in you. The one who was crucified to death in your hearts and in your minds and in your bones and in your marrow. If you are loyal to the Lord Jesus Christ, faithful and true and married, and submitted and obedient and in love and joyfully walking with the Lamb of God on earth as it is in heaven. You'll get through anything and it will turn to glory. Darkness doesn't stand a chance to anyone truly married to Jesus Christ. They turn sorrow into dancing, ashes into jubilee. Sorrow may last for the night, joy comes in the morning. You might have problems, he's got solutions. Anything you're going through, you're going through it. You're not stuck there. Christ is your helper, the Holy Ghost, and He will get you through anything as long as you lean not on your own brain, understanding, and all your ways acknowledge Him in your spirit. Then He can come up and work in your heart and your mind and in your body and your outside realm through angels. That's the New Testament. Through angels, helping you inherit salvation. Hebrews 1 and 2, it is written. And the angels will help you get out of whatever funk of gunk from your thunk. It's a lot of junk. Some of it's hoarding. Stop it. You need to have a bonfire in the backyard and just burn some stuff. Not your money, but your demon idols. Amen. Not others. Burn yourself like a witch. For Halloween. Light, you know, the Bible says, or uh, Smith Wigglesworth, I pour the gasoline on and light myself on fire, or some crap like that. Or the oil. Probably whale oil back then. They didn't have gasoline. I pour the ambergris on and God lights the fire. Whale oil. In the industrial age glory. He redeems the times. That really, that still pisses me off how they brought so many of the whales to extinction for oil. Still grieves me. What are those who harm the earth? 
God will harm you, it is written. Not in this green movement of these private jet Bilderberg group idiots. Nope, not that kind of Luciferian deception and manipulation of people's knowledge of good and evil. But an actual destruction of shadows and demons and bondage and lies with the spirit of truth and with the lightning sword of God. God's going to equip you with the full armory of God. God's going to give you the weapons of his warfare that are not carnal, but mighty through God to the demolishing of arguments and strongholds in your own brains and in your own bloodlines and in your own weaknesses and places you fail and don't have faith and don't have victory and don't have freedom and abundance and life. Those areas God will equip you with himself when you are weak, he is strong. Amen. When you are weak, he is strong. And then you'll feel so good because he has done it through you. And you're not doing it yourself. So you can't boast there's a pride-free zone. How do you have breakthrough without sorrow? How do you bind the tail of the enemy? How do you get all the sorrows out of the abundance and the breakthrough? The Bible says that God will add unto you and no sorrows shall be attached as it's written in Proverbs. How do you get into that realm with no sorrows, only joy unspeakable and full of glory, 1 Peter 1? How do you get into the realm of sonship in reality and not just theologically from listening to Joel's bar, but it's actually working in your life physically and every area of your life is abundant in oil, in joy, in wine, in glory, in relationships, in marketplace, and you're like Job, fully restored in the double portion. How? When you are weak, he is strong. Most of you are not through the other side of the great tribulation yet. You have not broken through the cosmos in you. That you are still under the sun, under the moon, in the shadow realm under Kabbalah, under the law, the curse of the law. It's true. Under all kinds of man-made religious garbage that has nothing to do with Jesus at all, but your belief system is so screwed up with confusion from Babylon the Great, you can't tell up from down, left from right. If you're upside down or going upward or downward, leftward or rightward, your judgment's so screwed up, you call good evil, evil good. That's most animals right now. They can't even discern because there's so much sorcery in the earth from the fallen angels in Kabbalah. All of that be obliterated, people's minds are going to turn clear by the white sun. The Gen Zers, the Gen Xers, the Millennials, even the baby boomers that are still around. Every generation will be cleansed in the whole earth. In fact, death will be thrown in the lake of fire. The red dragon and the false prophet will be taken out of the earth, which is out of your flesh. Most, some of you in RLM are the biggest host bodies for these demons anyhow. So you get stripped of it, it will just open up the harvest. People say, oh, I've been following the sons of God. I must be the most righteous people. No, you're just the most prideful, demon-possessed people. Doesn't mean you're doing anything right. He is our righteousness. You need to depend on Him. It's not you. It's Christ in you. You need to crucify you to oblivion. To just be looking at God the Father as your righteousness, walking with Him in the coolness of the day without the blindness of your consciousness pretending to be Christian. That's not Christian, that's Antichrist. 
You need to cross through your consciousness of self and you need to annihilate your own heart and mind with the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost's word, he's the one that inspired the prophets that wrote the Holy Scriptures. If you are not being discipled and taught by the Holy Ghost directly, that means you're not yet in Christianity. You're in some kind of paganism. The Holy Spirit is your master, your teacher, your creator, your savior, your redeemer. All the workings of Jesus of Nazareth are here on earth by his spirit. And the Holy Ghost manifests every work of Jesus towards your life. He will speak of me. It is written. He will glorify me. It is written. The Holy Ghost is Lord of all the earth. He's king of all the earth too. He's just looking for people he can mature and disciple into a level of sonship that hasn't been tolerated in Christianity yet, but it's about to become the standard worldwide in a celestial garment that people will think is it must be the Antichrist. We've never seen a powerful Christian have dominion over deep state and the crown family. We've never seen riches like that. We've never seen a King Solomon trillionaire. It must be the devil because we're in such a marriage to the poverty spirit and the sloth spirit of the black sun. It must be Satan and the blaspheme. You have to come out of the darkness into his glorious light and be set free from the flesh and from the spirit. Jesus died three deaths. He died a death in his spirit so that the Holy Ghost alone in the human spirit could be master and Lord of the new covenant. And the Holy Ghost ain't done yet. He saved the best for last, which is what he's doing through you in your brokenness, in your weakness, in your ignorance, in your pride, in your folly and madness. Your, that whole mess can be used as a testimony to how you got so high because you needed to get forgiven so much. Unless the Lord be lifted up in you. There's no men be drawn to him. There's no one else here that can bring a Holy Ghost cheer. There's no elevation raised yet except what we might raise to show them what's available in this place. You sure think a lot about yourself. I think a lot about Jesus. I think a lot about the Holy Spirit. I know He alone is our righteousness. He alone has access to the tree of life and to the garden and to eat from that tree on earth and in heaven and to bring the river crystal clear and sparkling to heal the nations with a covering that we don't have down here yet, but we will bring quickly. And will it be a quick harvest? No, it'll be an eternal harvest. What will be quick is the removing of the wicked like it was in the days of Noah. The removing of the religious blasphemers that are unsubscribing from Red Litter Ministries emailer right now. The ones that hate the Cushite. Rebecca, my wife, just like the days of Moses. Those are the ones that will be annihilated. The religious, the self-righteous, the ones that give no grace, that are just stuck in the black earth under black religion of the black sun, practicing false Christianity of the Antichrist in the flesh, in the brain, in the soul, even in their spirit. They think that darkness is light. Woe to them. Their destruction has come. It'll come quickly like the days of Noah. You have to make room 
for his coming. Make straight his path for his coming. Which is get rid of all the counterfeits in your life and grow in grace. Truth anyhow. The accusers don't stand a chance for people that grow into this level of grace. Grace is to get you into the cosmos. Cosmos. Grace is to get you into the tree of life. Grace is to get you into the Father's throne. Heaven is my throne. The earth is my footstool. What will you build for me? Which means stop going laterally, go vertically. Stop your dead works. Bear fruit where you're at. I have moved 12 inches since 2008. 14 years. I started right there. It's about 16 inches away or so. Started right there. Angel feather fell right there. So the camcorder stood for 10 years. I have moved laterally maybe two feet in 14 years. I have only gone vertically because that's what the new covenant is. You're deceived. It's not about going out in the flat, lateral nonsense and it's a globe. For all you paranoid people watching now, it's a globe. It's not a flat earth, it's a, it's a globe, it's circular. It's spherical. Well, you know what a sphere is. Hallelujah. It's a ball like a marble in Jesus' hands right now. Hallelujah. But the purpose of the gospel and your own cross and your anointing and your giftings in Christ, the gifts of the Spirit is to grow up like a tree. I see all men as trees. What's the purpose and function of a tree? To grow up. What happens if a tree stays low? It dies. That's how Christians die. That's how pastors die. That's how prophets and apostles die. They reject the heavenly calling. The Revelation 4-1 door in the heavens that is calling you up here out of the Laodicean 7th church of Revelation 3 into Revelation 4. There is an open door so you don't be a whore of Babylon, which means earthly. Everyone on earth is the whore of Babylon. Truth anyhow, that means me and you both and everything on earth. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth, for Satan has been thrown down to you. If you want to cleanse him from everything he's thrown down and throw him in the lake of fire, you're going to have to be completely from above operating in the celestial garments. Don't think you're going to reverse the curse with your just speaking in tongues. There must be elevations. You have to ascend into the heavens. Revelation 4 is not optional. Righteousness is not optional. Hebrews 6 is not a suggestion in your life. It's the only way you overcome strife with your wife. Which hopefully is the Holy Ghost. Now in this time for us to progress beyond the basic message of Christ and advance into Perfection Amplified Classic says righteousness. Woo Shaba. That's nice. <laughs> oh, that's drunk, man. The foundation has already been laid for us to build upon. Turning away from our dead works to embrace faith in God teaching about different baptisms, impartation by the laying on of hands. The Holy Spirit's the hand of God. Let Him lay hands on your head, your heart, 
your spirit and impart into you through the laying on of God the Father's hands the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment so that God's enablement will move on to deeper truths. I'll read that again. So with God's enablement, we will move on to deeper truths. Just say deeper. Deeper. A deeper slaying of what he's saying. Thank you, Lord. For this last part of it, I just want people here to allow their angels to just show you stuff in your soul that they want dealt with in you. I don't even want to express to you everything that I'm feeling and going through right now in helping the body of Christ because where the children of God are at, it's not a very healthy place and I don't think you can handle it and it's not your responsibility. I want to encourage you to deal with only you and your angels that are sent to deliver you from your strongholds, your demons, your altars, and cups of stuff that you're drinking and allowing into your five physical senses that ought not be. And I just want to take this time for the Holy Spirit to convict us and reveal to us with His holy angels and His innocent angels areas that He wants removed and torn down in your spirit and in your heart, in your forehead, and also in your bones and marrow. And don't think about your house. Don't think about others. This is a time of temple cleansing. 1 Corinthians says your body is the temple. It's a time for the temple to be clean. Jesus said, your temple will be clean by the word I've spoken. It's the rhema word, the spirit word. Not just in your head like a parrot, but from your belly, from the river. And that needs to bubble up. That needs to be whacked in your heart and whacked in your mind from deep within. Deep calls unto deep. Bible calls that the innermost being. That's where the glory realm is. That's the fountain of the great deep. That's Christ in you and his throne room in you, his kingdom in you. And from that realm of his victory, already inside you, deal with stuff where you're leaking in your spirit and seal it up leaking in your heart and seal it up leaking in your mind and seal it up closing doors no one can open it seals of sin 
transgression, iniquity, immaturity, foolishness, madness, idolatry, lust, sorcery, witchcraft, a lot of stuff. There's 200 million demons here. You could drink any of their cups. You'll be sealed up from all of them as you overcome all of them. Some people pass right through them because the temptation can't seize them and they just hate the devil so much they can go right up into the bridegroom's chambers. It's very rare. It's about one in a million, but it does happen. Even there, you'll grow in wisdom all the days of your life and how to rule and reign forever with Christ. Some of them will be born in Zion. Some will be born in celestial garments in the kingdom age that's to come, but is not yet here. We're going to make it manifest by becoming clear, even crystal clear and sparkling. So areas where you're sinning in your spirit, in your belly, be patched up. Ignorance, be patched up. Unrighteous judgment, slander, gossip, speaking black speech from black earth or black moon or black sun. Any human word you've ever spoken has to be forgiven you. Any word that's ever fallen to the ground is sorcery. Any idle word has to be forgiven. It's all sin of the mouth. That's why some of you are sick, because you've said things that aren't forgiven you yet, and you still believe them. So you're bound to altars in the underworld, because those words go right down into the soil, go right down into hell. And they have those words, and you still believe those words. You have to break your covenant and those chains by grace to those altars. Amen. Forgive us all of our words, Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Seven spirits of God before the throne of the Lamb. Burn the cables and cords off of our spine, off of our brain stem, off of our foreheads, off of all of our bones, all witchcraft and sorcery, all the magic arts, all sexual morality, and all, the, all who love lies. And all that in us, and around us, and through us, and in our children, and in our houses, and our windows, and our doors, and our ceilings, and even in our possessions, and our cars, and everything in our world be cleansed by the righteousness of God in Christ right now. And let these angels assigned to each one of these souls inheriting salvation be energized in a new glory for a new day of greater maturity than ever before. Thank you, Father, for saving us to the uttermost and always blowing our mind by the dunamis that's working in us, that's exceedingly greater than all you can do, think, or pray for. That glory of the Father, that celestial glory of His throne, and let the foundations of that throne, righteousness, and justice, these two great angels now, the angel of righteousness, the angel of justice, be loosed upon your spirit, soul, mind, and body, that you may go up by the roots of David from the earth into the white sun through Jesus Christ our Lord, Son of Righteousness, rising with healing and beams in His wings, and overcome all the terrestrial into all the celestial and all the demons that are screaming right now that this is new age and this is Kabbalah let them be put to the sword of the Lord in you through you that you may know the truth and the truth will set you free into the heavenly 
far beyond what you've ever known or seen, far beyond what you've watched on God TV and all those prophets in the glory stream that we love so much. God is doing a new thing in our day. You wouldn't believe it even if you're told. Well, we need to believe it because we're being told and it's time to demonstrate it. This is the generation of the manifest sons of God predestined for ordained, which means you're foreordained. When you step into what God created you to do, you're already ordained and anointed there in that position. It's foreordained. And it is predestined. And we just thank you, Father, for that ordination that's already been done before the earth was created or any star or any moon to rise up into our place in the heavens as the 144,000 mature weos Sons of God. Old Testament, I wish you were all prophets. Moses. New Testament, I wish you were all apostles. Jesus Christ. We're coming into an apostolic glory in a celestial tree of life that will heal the heavens and the earth. Peter prophesied about this day that there shall be a new heavens where righteousness dwells. And a new earth where righteousness, love, peace, and glory dwell by the word of God. Let that day be quickened upon the earth to end the Luciferian oppression in the nations. So we have never-ending jubilee for every eye to see His glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a good day. <laughs> Ask the Holy Ghost if you are to give into raising the roof for Kenya. Links in the description. Let's meet that goal tonight. Why wait till Saturday? Let's meet that goal tonight, even in abundance. Thank you for everyone who's given. You have not given to man, but to God himself. And the Lord will be your re rewarder. It is written. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen. connects you to Jesus in the heavens. It's not just a ritual of we give because we're Christians and that's what they do in church. It's a, an actual covenant. It's connecting your natural man and your natural life to God who's spirit. Shake it together and run it over.
joy and a smile.